a gift that's been given to me and I know that I'm here so I can transmute that to other people and hopefully they can have this awakening as well you know what I mean like it's such a special special thing to be in a room of people shaking screaming crying I have no I never and I get nervous every single time it's like I'm going on this like stage and I have a lot of space to hold for a lot of people and I'm like fuck it let's see what happens you know and it always turns out so good welcome to spiral deeper a place to nourish conversation and connect over the paths that we wander that shape us like rocks in a waterfall to being who we are my name is gabby Izorski, and i am a healer intuitive writer and creative based in los angeles california i found myself craving deeper connection rawness intimacy and truth with my inner self and with the world around me I wanted a place to rise up to be better and to expect better, a place for nuance and gray area to hold the joys and the sorrows of a life well-lived. My hopes are that these conversations inspire, soothe, elevate consciousness, gently open hearts and minds, deepen our inherent connection to Mother Earth, and create space for sweetly vulnerable and oceanic conversations to occur off screen. Thank you for your presence, and thank you for being here. Hello, everyone. I am so honored to have Ash Rucker as our first guest. This was the first episode that I recorded for Spiral Deeper. We were in my kitchen drinking cacao, and she requested I include the recipe in the show notes, so scroll down for that. It felt incredibly potent having her here, and the love in the space was so felt. Ash is a movement and meditation teacher and performance artist creating spaces to heal through movement and art. She is the founder of Therapart and the Inhabit Method. Therapart is a non-for-profit community that curates and facilitates art therapy initiatives across New York City. Therapart allows individuals to heal by discovering healthy emotional expression through movement and sound. Inhabit Method is a spiritually guided workout, a multidisciplinary movement practice that is grounded in the pursuit to train and connect to the body, mind, and soul. Ash and I talk about her journey over the last year where she has undergone quite the transformation from leaving her longtime partner to spending more time in LA. And we really talk about our connection to the divine and how that is our our guiding light on our unique paths. I loved this conversation with Ash so much. We shared so many beautiful moments through this connection, and I hope you enjoy the episode. To connect with Ash and to hear about the giveaway that I'm hosting to celebrate the launch of the podcast, listen through until the end and find the details in our show notes. Me too. It feels so right and special and kismet and all the things. It feels so special. I would love if you could just start by sharing with our listeners Mm. like how you got here today, if that's you wanting to share a bit of your background so we can kind of form some shapes of who you are for the people listening or just whatever is on your heart in that moment in response to that. Wow, how I got here, it honestly feels like it's been a dream. It really, really does. Like, I cannot um, believe it sometimes, but I will say I just listened to spirit, and that's how I got here. Um, I can give you a little background, though. I started out in corporate, like, working at L'Oreal for a decade, which is wild, working for someone else, and it was one of the most beautiful, I think, experiences I think I've, I've ever had because it really allowed a piece of me to know that there was more 
And um, growing up, I had a brother who uh, suffered from drug addiction. And, you know, kind of as I was in corporate, I was just like, there's just more. I just heard something in my heart and I was like, this ain't it. Like, this is not it. Like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I can relate to that. And I, I just was like, how am I going to get out? essentially. And I I kind of had this spiritual awakening. I think I was around 20. It was like my Saturn return vibes time. And I was reading the key pairing journals and he talks about us never living in this same moment. And I kind of like, I remember the feeling like something ignited in me and I was like, Oh my God, I want to raise money to save my brother's life and send him to rehab. And then I had this whole idea of doing this Polaroid installation with people who had experience with addiction and they basically were to take a photo of themselves every day and write down one emotion that they felt. And I like envisioned this whole exhibition, which one day I still will do. Um, It's called serotonin, different heights of happiness actually. And I imagine my brother like walking into this gallery and there's like thousands of photos of all of these people who've had similar experiences as, as him, but I wanted to shed light that like he can get through anything. And then through that, I kind of, had another spiritual awakening maybe like a week later and I started just like dancing in my apartment to one song that I listened to on repeat for a year every single day which is no one knows me like the piano like Sampa and every time I would dance something would happen and I I think at first I felt pretty ashamed by it because it was really angry and I wasn't like dancing it wasn't like choreo it was just like this it was like a spirit had entered my body and I didn't know what and it wasn't me anymore And then when I would come out of it, I was like, oh my God, I felt so much better. And then the next thing happened and the next thing happened, I just kept listening. So much so that spirit was like, okay, you need to start an organization. It's going to be called Therapart. Like step-by-step instructions. And for years, I never told anyone because I think I felt so embarrassed because this is before like meditation and spirituality. And of course, it's always been a thing, but now it's a thing. You know, and I think I felt really uh, scared because I had kind of received this message and I didn't really know what to do with it. And now fast forward seven years later, I'm here doing it. And my practice is now, uh, I guess, a somatic based movement practice. And my organization that I have now is a 501c3 and it's called Therapart. And primarily I work with incarcerated youth and I teach multiple different things, sometimes movement, meditation, art therapy, school to prison pipeline, many different things. And I work with these youth to really give them another chance at life. And that is like my heart and soul. And then I also do like community-based classes. And even when I'm in class now, it's still a spiritual experience. Like it's like I'm getting ready to like perform. And so I never know what's going to happen. I never plan anything except for the playlist and magic just happens. And that's, that's where I'm at now. And and the funny thing is, is like the magic keeps happening on different levels, you know, like mm-hmm. right before we started talking, I was telling you about the how Alice Coltrane has come to me in dreams and things like that. And now this is like another layer to this story. And so I think it's really beautiful if you can just like listen. I have just full body chills and I'm like trying to hold in the biggest smile hearing you <laughs> yes. say and share all mm. of this. And... I am so excited to talk about Therapart. Mm. And before we get into that, what I do want to know is you receiving, you know, this knowing from spirit, Mm. from God, goddess, mother earth, Mm. Mm -hmm. all of the divine Mm -hmm. wisdom within us and around us. Was it just truly one day that you were like, oh, wait, this, this voice is coming from a different part of my body and I'm hearing it and recognizing Mm. it as truth or do you think there were little moments that built up that faith inside of you because I'm also feeling like if Alice had come to you 10 years ago no way you wouldn't have had the trust in yourself Mm -hmm. to do it yeah yeah there were definitely like little moments and little pockets and there were times where like I didn't even believe in what it was and it was really funny because I met two of my now best friends right after I had finished reading the alchemist, which was the first like spiritual book that I had ever read. Right. And the next day it was on July 4th and I met them and I was like, yeah, I have this idea to do this like thing. And they're like, well, we just got here from Australia and we're filmmakers. Like let's make a film. 
which is the film that I sent you the other day. And so we made that film over three years. And that film is so interesting because as we made that film, I had no idea what I was doing. We were, we were trying to communicate what was happening. And so that film is really precious because it's such a, it, that was the, that was the time of like the inception of Therapart and when it started to become real. And then I just kept going. And so, no, it, it's been a slow buildup of confidence the whole time. And I was working still in corporate this whole time and kind of playing this, like, am I an artist? Am I not? Am I the spiritual wit? Yes, I am. But I don't want people to know. And like, it was, there's a lot of like shame and things that I've had to work through around it to be where I am now. And I still am working through that, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I would hope you're still working through it because that <laughs> exactly. means you're still a student of life. Exactly. And Wow, I loved the the film so much, and Thank it'll you. be in the show notes for everyone Yay. else. And yeah, I didn't know that it was filmed over three years. No, oh yeah, that was filmed over three, and that was five years ago. That I mean, that, wow. it's it's a it's 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 so funny because it's still like it speaks so true. But it's what has transcended since that film has just been like I can't like I actually cannot believe it because. And I, I just have to share, like, you just have to believe in yourself because I didn't think that this was possible. Like, I actually, I really didn't think this was possible. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I still don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm doing it, you know? And so I just want to shed that light. It's like, you can do any single thing that you want to do. You actually just have to be so delusional to believe it. And that's what I've done. The risks that you're taking? Mm even though they feel so real in your body are kind of fake. Mm -hmm. Like the universe has designed them to be there for you. Yeah. For you to, you know, be nervous to get on the plane or whatever. Yeah. For you to then show up however God wants you to show up. Yeah. Which is my experience at least. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. There was something that you said in the video that really stuck with me and I'm going to read it back to you. It actually takes over my body to the point that when I dance, I completely black out Mm. because the pain has been so intense that I can't handle it in my everyday life. Mm -hmm. And that sensation, I'm so in awe of it. And you Mm. referenced it just a moment ago when you were talking about like spirit entering your body Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. grew up dancing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up dancing and I'm very like connected to to music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like music is, is my like my spirituality, mm-hmm. I would say. Oh yeah. 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 And I also grew up dancing mm-hmm. and it was very like ballet and like, exactly. I did the ballet. Also white girls doing hip hop exactly. in the Midwest, Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like, you know, you're not actually like lubricated in your body in any way. Yes. It's yeah. very like locked. Exactly. Um, and so when I watch you dance, and especially mm. the clip at the end of the video when you're mm. like, I'm out, yeah, you're I'm out, t- like you're it's like, not me. T- yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. It's not you. Like mm-hmm. it's so clearly like spirit, mm. whoever mm-hmm. taking over your mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. In the somatic work that I've done, that has been so transformational. I still like would love to be in that space like in a room that's dark like with other people yeah in process Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. so vulnerable it really is which is it's really funny because I never like in class or you know in space that I hold I never like want to interject on people's journeys you know that's why I never like record and like this isn't I'm not trying to do this to make money you know I'm really trying to do this to just like this is a gift that's been given to me and I know that I'm here so I can transmute that to other people and hopefully they can have this awakening as well. You know what I mean? Like it's such a special, special thing to be in a room of people shaking, screaming, crying. I have no, I I never, and I get nervous every single time. It's like, I'm going on this like stage and I have a lot of space to hold for a lot of people. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's see what happens, you know? And it always turns out so good. You know, you just never really know what experience people are going to have. And, you know, we're screaming and sometimes people don't know how to scream and sometimes people don't know how to cry and some people don't know how to get to that level. And so I really try to to create with this music, the story that's lived in the body of what does pain feel like and what does joy feel like and what does sadness feel like and what does like laughter feel like and like what is it like to be a child again when we had no 
fucking care in the world about anything, which is why we always do our therapy at the end, finger painting, whatever, so we can go back to our most childlike self because that's where I, that's where I try to live the most is like little Ash. That that's my girl. You and know. I see that even a note that I wrote is just like your red lipstick, your gold hoops, your hair. Like mm-hmm. that is that's it. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's actually such an expression of both like your child self and mm. like your present day adult mm-hmm. self in a way too because you're mm-hmm. just like this is me yeah which I have a photo of me with gold hoops on and my red lip at four yeah it's I have to show you the photo after this but it's actually it's crazy I was like that that's that's who I am you know yeah. so I try to always stay in that and of course life things happen but I always just try to go back to her as much as possible and that's where I try to get people to when we're in class you know are there specific movements that you feel like really help people drop into this more primal Mm. expressive state because I can just imagine that there is so much resistance of course the people who are there signed up to be there but half the people don't know they don't know what they're like yeah I signed up for this but I don't really know what it is because I don't really you can't really articulate I can't really articulate it and I think what helps people get into their bodies is actually seeing me because I just go off the rocker. Like when I'm like, I'm in it too. I'm screaming, I'm crying. And so I think me holding that instead of sitting in front of a room and being like, all right guys, now shake. Like, no, that's just not, I, I'm doing it. And so I think shaking is a big one. Screaming is a big one. And it was really interesting because a friend of mine, I remember she told me, she's like, I, I don't want to come because I don't want to scream today. And I was like, that's fine. You know, like that's also such good feedback for me because sometimes that's intense for people. And I didn't realize that. And I was like, okay, so how can we scream in joy now? How can we scream with a smile on our face? Does it always have to be? And that actually gave me, that feedback actually gave me more ways of which I can like change things and practice, you know? But I think crawling on the floor, like just doing weird shit you know and also having the aspect of music therapy which I've now brought into it of like listening to like Jewel in the 90s and like you gotta be strong you know like all of the the, these kind of songs that ignite this feeling of of memory in our bodies as well and brings us back to a time of like we listen to Spice Girl like I try to really curate this like really soulful deep enriching experience for everyone I really love that you're so deep in the process with everyone too yeah it echoes what we were just saying also that, you know, a good master knows that they're always still a student. Honey, I, I, <laughs> you, you have to, like, I'm never, and I'm never, I'm not better than any, like, we're all in the space together. And that's what I try. And yes, people are coming to me for guidance, but I'm in class. And I, there's times where I break and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm holding on to some shit. Like I need, I need this. Sometimes I don't even realize how much I need it because I do it a lot. And so sometimes I don't like to do it for my everyday practice because it's just, it's a lot. But sometimes when I'm in, in class, I'm like, oh, wow, I actually needed this today. So thank you, because what we're doing is we're actually co-creating this like orbit of energy together and I'm feeding off of you and you're feeding off of me. And it's not me, it's all of us. And that's like this, you know, like special thing about it is it's all of us co-creating this like astral experience together, you know? Yes, it's, I'm like dying to experience all of this juiciness which is why I need to come to LA yeah which is why you need to come to LA and that's something that when I had my Reiki master training in Mm -hmm. October Mm -hmm. that just became so clear to me that true healing happens in co-creation and in partnership Mm -hmm. and when the guide I'm saying that in air quotes Mm -hmm. is also receiving from the experience mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're healing one of my teachers calls it healing like matching pictures oh, like wow, when you're yeah. healing the same thing that the person you're leading the facilitating the experience for is also healing right. and they might not even know that but mm. you're like oh I can see that you're processing this thing with your dad and like there's a piece of me that feels that yeah and we're doing that together yeah yeah and just also like how many beautiful people I've just met and my friends and community like I also feel like in this wellness world, sometimes there's this like hierarchy of like, you can't message people or like you, I'm like, no girl, like, let's get a coffee. Let's get a tea. Let's like have a kiki. Like I'm down, you know, like there's always things that I can, we can learn from each other. So like that, that's just what it's about for me. And like, maybe dancing isn't your thing, but maybe it's 
herbalism and maybe it's cooking. Like, I think that's what I want their part to just continue to grow into. Like movement doesn't have to be your thing. Maybe you want to do meditation or breath work. And so it's like this whole spiritual cocktail of different things that I've just kind of like popped into one thing and it works and it, and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because you're so confident in yourself, mm. your relationship with yourself and mm-hmm. therefore your relationship with spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it makes the risks or the decisions easier. I'm telling you, like there, there's just been like, I, it's just so beautiful to see how real spirit is. Like even with my partner, like one day I woke up and spirit was like, girl, you got to go. I'm not kidding. Like I had just finished reading Bell Hooks communion book. Mm. And I remember I shut the book and I was like, this is it. I have chills. I'm about to leave. And they were like, you have two options. They gave me, like, I literally saw it like on my screen. They're like, this is either going to go really bad or you're going to pack your bag. You're going to say nothing and you're never going to see him again. And that's exactly what I did. Wow. And I packed a bag and I left and I never saw him or spoke to him again. This is my husband, by the way. And he just received papers that you were Uh divorcing him. Mm Mm-hmm. And then through that, but what I'm, and the reason why I bring that up is because like, I had, like, I could have stayed, it could have been great, whatever, but like, no, I, and I listened and I was like, what am I doing? Like apartment, my parents came and grabbed the rest of my stuff. I was living on friends' couches. I, I was I had a roommate again. I was like, and here I am like a 35 year old. I'm like, what, what did I just do? And then I remember one day I just walked outside and I just gave everything up. And I was like, guys, it's a, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Like you guys just do what you got to do. And since then my whole life, it's been a year, my whole entire life has completely transformed. It's, it's wild. I can't believe it's only been a year. It feels like it's, I feel like I've quantum leaped. It feels like it's been 10 years ago. You have. Truly. Was was that the same voice of when you were working in corporate and you were just mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, this ain't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was at my most recent job, I said to a friend, it's crazy how something can be 90% mm-hmm. and that is still not even near enough. Nope. Mm-hmm. And, and that is just so beautiful that mm. that's inside of you and us and so many of us. Yeah. And, all of us per chance all of us we just I think I think it's just dormant in many of us and it's really beautiful if we can like wake up to that and you know even now like sometimes I have to like catch myself because now I'm in this place of doing what I love to do but I'm really overwhelmed and I go back into my old story of like kind of creating this drama of like oh my god I'm so burnt out what am I doing da, 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 da. and I'm like no girl this is everything that you asked for we just gave it to you all at once now figure it out you know, and this is another test. And it's so funny because spirit has just given me so many tests and I can hear when I pass a test. <laughs> like, it's like this, like check mark applause. Let's move on. Yeah. It's re- like leaving yeah. my partner. That was one like check. Okay. We're going to, yeah. and then we're going to give you everything that you want. The perfect place, the perfect, de- boom, you know? And so like, I, you have to be, I have to be so in tuned with passing these tests because that's just kind of, it's like presented. And if I move through it, then that's it. It's just the journey. Mm-hmm. And we're all trying to get to the destination. But the funny thing is we're all going to the same place. Yeah. We know what the destination is. So you might as well just like enjoy the journey and like, let it be weird and let it be messy and let it be all the things. And like, let us be in debt. Cause I'm in a shit ton of debt and it's fine. You know what I mean? Like we just, it's, we're all going, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I, you know? I appreciate you saying that so much. And that was one of my intentions with this podcast and something that had just been coming up in so many client sessions is so many people feeling such deep pain mm. and such mm-hmm. spiritual ecstasy, like mm-hmm. in the same two weeks. Yeah. And how that's so much and how to me that is a sign of a life well lived. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you were at a place where you're letting yourself feel all of that. Yeah. And listening to spirit. Um, another quote that you said in that video that I wrote down is dance helps you let go of the trauma that the outside world can't see. Yeah. that That's definitely like, I really dance when I'm in my own like safe place. 
Like, I really don't go to the levels that I like to go. Like, yeah, it's still my, it's really still my therapy. It's actually how I move through a lot of things. And I think people may view me, have viewed me in a way and they don't really know, you know, but I also think it's like, okay, yeah, this has been my experience. Thank God this has been my experience with my brother and everything because it led me to where I am. So if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing now. And that even trips me out. And it's like, so yes, we all have trauma. We all have things that we've gone through, but how can we just turn it into something like magnificent and electric and vivacious that can like help the world? Like, that's what we're supposed to be doing, you know? It's like, how can we reframe that story in our mind? Like, me leaving my part, great. It was the greatest thing I ever did. It's not a bad thing. It's not, it's really not a bad thing, but we're so conditioned to like, divorce is a bad thing or this is a bad thing. No, none of, it's just all on the journey. When someone maybe comes to one of your workshops mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and their body is not a safe place for them to be in. Yeah. And that is something that, as women with all of the mm. like, pelvic womb trauma mm-hmm. that we carry, mm-hmm. conscious and unconscious, mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how that shows itself in your practice. Personally? Or just... I'm more so curious about the people you work with. Yeah. Or yeah, anything it's, that comes the, up. The interesting thing is, is like, I... It's, it's actually sometimes quite challenging because I don't have that experience, you know, like I, and it's, I think I've really learned that when I have been doing the dinners with Charlie at food, you know, because that adds another layer of vulnerability is when you're naked as well. And I realize people, oh, there's so many people that aren't safe in their bodies at all. And so what I have tried to do is really, I kind of start off that a practice of now knowing because I don't assume that anyone's safe in their body anymore. And before I did, before I was like, oh yeah, everyone can just do it. And I'm like, no girl, chill out. No, people aren't like you or having the same experience. And so I try to go into this rebirthing. And so we kind of start out in this womb and this like really, really soft place. And then we kind of come up and then reach this climax of like anger and then come back down. And so I think that has really helped people become safe. It's just this like really starting out in the womb of like water and like exploring the depths of like your inner world to really like create like space and freedom in the outer world. But I, yeah. And I've had so many women come up to me after and say that they didn't feel safe and how good they feel. And I think it's also about the environment and like lights off, super dark space candlelit like you really have to curate the space and really start nice and slow and another thing that I also received feedback for is like not rushing the process because sometimes I also get really nervous and so I never know where people are at it's really hard it's an energetic thing like I almost have to like peer into someone's mind and soul individually within the room and that's very hard to do and I'm kind of calling out things that they've shared in the beginning of class of something that we go through. Cause we always like set an intention before I open the space. And then through that, I'm like calling on each person's energy. And I think that's how it's, yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, it does. You're creating a safe space to start. Yeah. For them to be in, yeah. for them mm-hmm. to unfold, unravel yeah. in any way. That yeah. They and want I'm like, to. Well, where are you at today in your body? What is your body? Cause I feel like shit. How do you feel? You know, and I think, and I kind of always started off and I'm really honest. Like I, again, I want, I need your medicine too, you know, and we all need this shared medicine. So I think if we can all be in a space of just like pure wholeness and vulnerability, like a lot of things can shift and it's a work, it's work. You know what I mean? It's a lot of work to be able to drop into your body and be safe in your body. Some of my closest friends are like, I don't know how you, but I like, I black out still. Like I still just like. And I know who's in my like orbit. Like I know who comes into my body. I sometimes it used to be really dark and angry, and over the years it's gotten a lot lighter. Now I can control the energy, and so it's it's been nice to kind of like work with spirit in that way Mm -hmm. to see who's like coming in. What I and I also that's where I receive a lot of my my information is in those like moments. I'll come out of that, and then I'll just end up writing. Right, you have to write it down right away. Mm -hmm. Like you're coming Mm -hmm. out of your dream. Mm There was a while on Instagram every day you were posting your like daily oh my God, prayer. I'm a sadna. I'm You're sadna. I need to bring it back. 
Yeah, that was like contagious, delicious. I was like, I need to do that in my kitchen. Yeah. 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 Five like five minutes a day. Yeah. Will you talk about what that is like? Yeah, I just I mean that's what I normally do in my in my own day. Like my practice in the morning is I chant for about thirty minutes a day. Alice Coltrane, Hare Krishna, get into it if you're not into it, because it slaps. And then I and then I dance and then I read my like my my Bible scriptures for the day. But yeah, the 40 day sadhana is a 40 day devotional practice to yourself. And I was like, why don't we just dance every day and like put on some weird and just get weird. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back for next month. Cause I really, yeah. And it's, and it's about community. And then I created this like community playlist and I would send it to friends that we could all add to the playlist. And it was just, it's just about like having fun. And so, yeah, it was just a fun little thing to do, but I really need to get back into doing that. Cause I missed that. I loved it. It was so yeah. inspiring. Really? Yeah. I like, see. I, I loved it. Okay, yeah. Good. I mean, I'm the person who just silently hearts like every single Instagram story. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> no so comment. am I. So am I. Yeah. Um, but it's good to know that it's like well received and that. I loved that. it. Okay. I was cool. Like, Shit. I need to just not wear pants as much. Yeah. I'm already not wearing pants that often, but still, exactly. I was like, this is too much constriction. Yeah, and I was like, I, I would just literally roll out of bed. I didn't put makeup. I mean, if I was ready, if I was dressed, and I would, but I would literally like roll out of bed. You saw me in my underwear. I don't care how I look. This isn't for like anyone other than myself and other to like other than to spread this like joy. And you can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's completely, completely felt. Oh my god! Yay! Yeah. That makes me happy. I am curious to talk about embodiment and disembodiment Mm. with you. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. use the word embodied a lot. Becoming Mm -hmm. embodied has been so deeply important to my own journey and my expression and my processing and where I am now. And I find that very often I'll use the word embodied and people don't understand what I'm saying. Mm, and mm-hmm. it's such a word that is so felt beyond words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so many of us, therefore, are disembodied. And I would just love to know what's coming to you when I say those yeah, words. Yeah, embodiment for me is like living in your fucking truth. Mm. Like, that's it. Of really, And I'm, I'm still in the process of getting there, you know? But, like, really just, like living in your truth and practicing what you, who, how you want to show up in this world, you know, or how you want God to move through you. Like this, this isn't really my show. It's, it's really theirs. And so like, I'm happy that I can be a vessel, but that's what embodiment is when you're so in line with your truth. And I think that it's hard now for a lot of people to feel embodied because there's a lot of distractions and I think that we're very disconnected from soul. And I actually am working on this project called the Disconnection, Disconnection of Soul, Dancing Ourselves Back Into Our Bodies. It's like, how do we dance ourselves back into our bodies? Whatever, that doesn't mean physically dance, but like, how do we go back home? Like, do we remember the time before we were on this earth? No, but I know that we were all here and we were given a mission and I think our goal, our journey in life is actually to dance ourselves back to that. And then we're very blessed if we can do that. There's, in the, have you read the book Journey of Souls? No. I bet you'd find it really interesting. Okay. Um, I have it, so you should take okay. a photo of it before yeah. you go. But in the book, they talk about the soul's journey before, mm. before you're here. Mm-hmm. And this is all research that was done on people who were deeply hypnotized. Whoa. So many, many case studies of people reporting the same experience Yeah. of being in front of a screen and the screen says, do you want to live in Seattle or do you want to live in Sydney? And then the soul says, I want to live in Seattle. Okay. Do you want to, do you want this body or this body? And in the book, it basically says like only the bravest souls volunteer to come here because it's so challenging uh-huh. because you're managing your inner experience uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then that outer experience of polarity yeah. around you and I love that you just said embodiment as living your truth for me I think about it as like am I connected to my root chakra and then 
am I emanating mm. out from that space? Mm. Mm-hmm. And being, and maybe that's just the space that I get to, to then be a vessel for truth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you were just saying. Mm-hmm. And there was something else that you just said that was so beautiful that I had a question about. Oh, not really a question, but about returning to that like space kind yeah. of like mm-hmm. your inner Buddha nature Yeah. or in Reiki, we call it your great bright light. Yeah. And it's, there's a, in, um, in Tantra, there are two different mm-hmm. perspectives of mm-hmm. like God working through you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the perspectives is that God actually doesn't care who you are. God wants to experience life as you because of the unique divinity of what that is, but doesn't actually care. And so then it's like, okay, so God right now is Ash and Gabby Uh enjoying both of these experiences, talking to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And, and I feel like having that, playfulness with all of these like concepts and ideas and truths or not truths or whatever because we won't actually know until we die I know but like I know right no no because it's it's, an innate knowing it's an innate knowing and there's no way that I am sitting here where I am today without like it's just it's just it's it's just not possible like it's just it's it trips me out sometimes like sometimes I'm just like I just need to like slow down and just like have a bit of gratitude because like it's just been them kind of like ushering me and ushering me and ushering me and I'm like I can I just want to keep going. And the past year of your life, I just can't believe it's a year. Babe, night and day. I like I had a roommate last year this time. Like wow. it's it's so like living in the small, but I needed that. And then I remember one day I was walking. I actually I'll never forget. I was walking past my ex husband's restaurant and spirit was like you go back down there and I was like really and so I went back I ended up running into a friend who I met once through my ex and she was like how are you doing like she knew and I was like I'm good I'm looking for an apartment let me know if you find anything and because I had just gotten told by my roommate that I had to leave which was I was devastated because like I just got settled in this apartment like why do I have to leave and then she called me maybe two weeks later and she goes, hey, I'm going to look at this apartment in Fort Greene, my dream neighborhood, by the way, that I could never afford to live in. I was like, uh, she, she was like, I think you should come see the apartment with me. And I was like, well, no, if you're going to get it. She's like, no, I think you should just come. And I was like, okay. So I like go meet her at this Fort Greene apartment that I had no job at the time where I couldn't afford it. I walk in. I remember my knees like buckled. Like my knees buckled and I was just like, she looked at me and she was like, it's yours. You can have it. And I was like, it was like my favorite number. And I remember I just like bawled my eyes out. Like I just, as I am now, like I like shit like that. And then somehow I didn't know how I was going to afford it, but somehow I didn't. And that was a year ago. That was a year ago. It's so insane. Yeah. It's so insane. And that's what I'm saying. You just have to have this deep belief in self and knowing that like you can get through absolutely anything. You know, but I, I, I did it with a lot of trust and a lot of grace and I wasn't angry and I wasn't, I was like, this is just it. And my heart's broken and I'm sad, but like, we gonna do it. Yeah. And I made this like pact with the universe. They're like, if you just like listen to us, like if you just let us take over, we got you. Yeah. You know? And life gets so much better when that happens. (sighs) Yeah. It's it's so much better. And sometimes I find that if I get into a moment of wanting to control things. You have no control other than how you show up every right. day. That's it. And and then you just remember that and you're like, oh my God, wait, I didn't even realize I was controlling again because mm-hmm. my like mm-hmm. ego has become like spiritual. And yeah. so my yeah, ego exactly. my ego exactly. is using like fancy wellness language. Exactly. To control. To still. control still. But like chill out. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. And that is, you know, I think ego always just puts me in all the time all the time I'm checking myself like especially sometimes where I've reached I think a level of burnout in some way because I just haven't stopped going in order to make a lot of things happen 
and I'm like, I'm exhausted from the work, but it's a gift that I can actually hold space for these beautiful youth and these kids who are, are the future. Like that's a, and they teach me and they're teaching me shit and bringing me down to a level. Like I have, I, my ego's in check every day and it's because of them. And I'm like, this is the work. It's a lot and it can be exhausting, but I then need to stop repeating the same stories and, and create a new story for myself. And like, yeah, girl, get your ass in therapy just because you're there. That doesn't mean anything. Like I need help. <laughs> and I will happily admit that. And the older I get and the more work that I do and that I'm exposed to, I'm like, oh, girl, you got a, you got a long way to go. You got a long way, you know? And like, that's a good place and to that's, be in. Yeah, it it's is. It's like the fool card in tarot, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. not foolish. You have the wisdom of your past experiences. Yeah. But, like, you're constantly stepping one foot in front of the other. Yeah, yeah. And seeing where the universe wants you to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about Therapart. Yes. And I would love for you to share about what Therapart tangibly looks like for you Mm -hmm. on a Mm day-to-day and how you ended up being in such deep service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you think this would have happened if your brother was not on his karmic journey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no way is what you said. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's just start. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, yeah, it's so funny because Therapart was like my practice, you know, like that was my like kind of safe space. And I was like, how am I going to translate it into something that's actually like tangible? And it was really funny because something funny, I think, about me and the way I go about things is like people have gone to five rhythms, for example, and they're like, oh, my God, like it's kind of like Therapart, but Therapart's like that times like a thousand. They're like, you should go. And I was like, no, I'm not going. And I'm not going for the fact of like, you know, I think there would still be ways that I could borrow things from that. And I just really need to stay grounded in, in what Therapart is and not try to shape shift it or make it anything different. But it took me a while to be like, does this work? How does this work? What does it look like? And it was a lot of like testing and trial and error. And I actually took this amazing training with my friend Jules who owns good moves in Brooklyn which she also does a lot of beautiful things out here and she just was like you can use the space and you can use the studio and I made it donation-based classes and I was doing them for a year and there I was able to kind of like test run and shape shift and see it turn into whatever it was going to turn into which is now this tangible somatic movement art therapy modality And it's really cool because I have that base of like community classes. And then I've done workshops for like a Google or, and that looks different because sometimes they don't want to move. And so maybe I'll just pull from a meditation and an art therapy practice. And then with the youth, that's a whole different thing. And I have a whole different curriculum for that. And, you know, I'm teaching them about reaction versus response and these life things, how to make your internship what is financial literacy? And so there's a whole different component. And so the cool thing about their part is it always is just, it's never the same. Like you're never going to come to class and you're never going to get the same thing. Cause I am also in a different energy every single day. And I plan a playlist like the hours before, I, like that's just kind of how I like to do things. I like to sometimes procrastinate and get really nervous and then just do it. And then it just always, it always hits even yeah. when I, I don't think it is, but I, it's, crazy to me that it's turned into this tangible modality and my dream for Therapart is to have like a Therapart like center of the soul where I have these community-based classes for you know just people everyday people in the community and then all of that kind of money that I you know get from everyday classes then I can do free classes for the youth and I want it to be a mixture of dance, of music, of cooking, of like whatever you want it to really be. And I think, you know, if it was, yeah, if it wasn't for my brother's experience, absolutely no way would I be doing this work. No, no, like no way. And it's even changed so much now that I'm like in school and doing this act, 
like now I'm like an activist in many ways in the work that I'm doing with like prison reform and ending mass incarceration. And so it has all these different like spells and it's all just kind of somehow will land together. I don't know how it will, but it will. Oh, it totally will because the web is already woven just hearing you talk about it. Yeah. Like like, the vision is completely there. And like, I would love to have that center. And then I would love like my, my real dream is to have like a, a rehabilitation center so when people who have been incarcerated come out of prison you basically go to this center and you can you have access to farming and books and workshops and you're basically there for a year and this is the dancing yourself back into your soul you know into your body project and they're there for a year and then they come out and then we help them get jobs and then we help them integrate into the real world but you have this year of just rediscovering who you are and dancing yourself back into your body that's like high 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 level so it's all there it's just like it's just it's just going to be a journey to to get there and therapart's been a 501c3 for years now and this is the first year that i like really received donations and i'm really like i'm really doing it and it's still like whoa it's amazing yeah and it was a dream it was a dream like it was a dream it was a dream it was a dream and i was like i don't know how it's gonna become a reality and somehow with like but i've also worked i've worked i've worked i've worked my ass off to 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 do what i've had to do to get here as well and i've taken really scary risks of quitting big money jobs and you know to to come back home but like i will say i've made the least amount of money i've ever made in my entire life and i've been the happiest yeah, because you're you're doing fulfilling work. Yeah. And yeah. like you're receiving what you need, mm-hmm. which I'm in a similar place right now too. Yeah. And yeah, completely. Mm. I see this so so much and I'm I'm wondering too if were you young when your brother started struggling with addiction? Yeah, I was really I mean, he was like 14 mm-hmm. and you know, he's 30, he's like 37 now. So he's and only a little older than Yeah. You. He's, we're two mm-hmm. years in a, in a day apart mm-hmm. and it's, mm-hmm. we're, we're still not close. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's been a pain point for me, but I'm like, I, I, I'm doing this work in service to him, whether he knows it or not, you know, and I'm so grateful to have had experiences with him that I have because it's led me into this work and I hope karmically in the web that's all somehow being woven and his life is flourishing in ways and yeah it's it's still challenging you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it's still really challenging but working with these kids I'm like I wish my brother had that you know and I wish my brother had that like cool like and I'm a cool teacher you of know like these you're kids, a cool it's, teacher. And it's really about meeting them where they are and yeah. they allow me to be a kid again because I'm not going in there um like being punitive or because that's not what they need they just need a friend they just need someone to love and like maybe that's what my brother needed at that time and maybe he didn't get that for whatever reason but the fact that I've been able to take you know his experience and my experience which was really real and translate it into this is it's really beautiful it's so beautiful yeah and so um it's so felt mm. and I just feel so moved that you have become such like an mm. like an activist leader mm. in this sense mm-hmm. in this realm of things that you're so deeply touched by and impacted mm-hmm. by and that so many people are but it's also just something that is I don't I don't know. It feels like recidivism is just mm. another thing on the list of like global worries mm-hmm. that feels like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to help with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And exactly. if you're not personally touched by it in your life, mm-hmm. then you're probably not going to act on it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which part of that is okay because I think people, ideally people will make the world better in the arena that touches them and yeah. then it overall will create. Exactly an uplifting light Mm -hmm. we're all doing our own part in Mm -hmm. all of the different realms but that being said like I just I think investing in like kids and teenagers is something that I just care about so deeply yeah and that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because you talk to a teenage girl and you're like 
oh my god, you are so damn brilliant. It's insane. Like, you know, like, you're the one predicting the fashion trends and then yeah. the pop stars of who's cool. Like, the teenage yeah. girls are completely, um, like, coding our environment. I know. Of what's popular. Yeah. And then teenage boys who don't have any emotional resources, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, you know, a contrast as to what I just said with teenage girls. But just having that space for them to learn like mm-hmm. actual life skills yeah and create art and I'm sure create it has... a future and mm-hmm. even one of my students it's so funny because you know I feel like even as I'm, I'll be 36 this year and I'm like oh my god I'm actually afraid to have a child right but then my 14 year old student just had a baby comes into class the next day I'm not kidding the oh next day pulls up her hair is laid like she's just chilling with her (laughs) like it's nothing and I'm just like they're so inspiring and it's just a different it's just I and even as a black woman like serving the youth and the demographic that I do I'm privileged as a black woman seeing them in the ways that they've grown up and I'm like oh it's my job to give them love you know what I mean like this is this is just my like duty this is just what I have to do and like yeah you want to come if you need me to go to your appointment with you and the job the job is outside of like it doesn't end you know like I have kids from my last cycle messaging me like miss you like let's hang out I'm like yeah hit me up on the weekend let's go for a walk like I know that I I hope that whatever impact I have on them will be like lasting for the rest of their life it will be yeah Yeah. it totally will be it's it's so beautiful yeah and they're the future yeah they're the future like we gotta like and especially in this climate, especially with social media, like we're lucky enough that we didn't grow up with cell phones and social media and this, but it's another like level of work and care that they need, especially being from the hood and yeah, in the city. seeing what they've seen and the things that like, I, it's so funny because the day before our last time together, before they get internships, I always show them the therapy and I think it's really important I kind of preface it as like you know we talk about transition and transformation and it was like I want you guys to know who I am yeah fuck it I'm your teacher I'm doing this curriculum but I need you to know who I am and then I actually step out of the room because I'm too shy for them to for me to be in the room as I'm as I'm watching it and they come in and they're like whoa and then they like have so many questions and then we all kind of sit around we share all the things that we've been through and I haven't been through anything compared to what they've been through. Yeah. And I, every time I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And they're there. And they're there and they're standing and some of them have kids and some of them have experienced really traumatic things and they're still there. And that's really, that's when I'm like, okay, this is, I gotta just keep going. Mm-hmm. It may be a lot. It may be exhausting, but this is like, God's just working through me. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I can feel how much, like, your presence means to them in those mm-hmm. environments and mm-hmm. the work that you've done for your presence to be there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot because they're teenagers. And so, like, day one, I've never been so scared in my life because these are teenagers from the hood and they don't give two shits about you. And they're like, who is this lady? And then, you know, it takes a lot of time for – you basically have to make them fall in love with you. And that's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. And each group is different. Like, my last group that I just had – I would go home and cry every night Mm -hmm. and then you get really, and I am so sensitive, you know, I don't really disassociate like work and like, it's all one to me. Well, not when it's this kind of work. Exactly. When you're at L'Oreal, like, yeah, you can clock out at the end of the day. Exactly. But I can't clock out at the end of the day. I really can't like, they're always on my mind and I'm like going to court and fighting for them and writing court letters. And I just received such a beautiful email from one of my students moms just like thanking me and I'm like all right you know all of that just sometimes brings you back because sometimes I'm just like I don't know if I am I don't know if I'm cut out for this yeah is what I often think I'm like I don't know if I can do this because it's heavy it's heavy yeah work one of my it was so funny a few weeks ago one of my students I said something one of my like yes he's like I'm like in love with him and he's like absolutely the best and I think I raised my voice at him and he walked out of class and then he stayed and we chatted after he was like, and you triggered me and I triggered you. And we had this whole, and I was like, and I just ended up crying because I was like, I don't know what it's like. And I'm sorry. And that's what I'm saying. Like they teach me so much. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm like, 
good and like no that, that it's real work and so like i'm so grateful that like he can call me out on my stuff and like i don't know his experience and that's how you grow mm-hmm. and and also what a privilege to be surrounded by people mm-hmm. that call you out when you're wrong he's 15 like that's he was like you triggered me you raised your voice and i was like i at, at, <laughs> first, at first my ego was like no mm-hmm. and then i was like no no you're right. And I apologize. Amazing. And and that that's also hard to do when you're yeah. faced like with like a fifth fourteen year old telling you that like Yeah. Calm down, girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, and thank you for telling me that because mm-hmm. I still have work to do and I will always have work to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, the work. Yeah, you're modeling so much amazingness for him also. Yeah. In that moment of True. like what he should look for even in a partner. True. Or in True. a coworker, yeah, you know, someone yeah, who yeah, can yeah. be like, "Let me take a step back and actually hear your feedback that you're giving me." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, a few rapid fire questions for you: What are you currently reading or watching that you can't get enough of? I am reading *Monument Eternal*, which is a book by Alice Coltrane, which is just crazy. Um, so I'm reading that and I'm really deep into all of her books and her spiritual books. So I'm kind of on that and I'm reading Teaching Community by Bell Hooks. I, I kind of have like a million things and then I like read and read in sparsity, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then what am I watching? I don't really watch TV that much. Yeah, me neither. I don't watch TV. Yeah. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's an, I mean, new thing. It's been a few years, but it's really good. Yeah, I do not watch TV at all, which is really funny. But the last thing I have watched was Sex Ed, oh, so which good. I love. It's so good. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah so it's so good. good. Where would you like to travel to next? India. Oh, right. You're going. April. Yeah. <sighs> it's going to be yeah, so good. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah. And where, I was going to ask where you see yourself living next, but it's here. LA. That's it. Yeah, I really, I, I don't know. My, my nervous system is just like so calm here. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Where can we all find you, connect with you? How can yeah. people listening make a donation if yeah. they would like to? Um, therapart.org, which is essentially therapart.org. Sometimes people don't know how to pronounce it, which <laughs> I think is really cute. And then on Instagram, my, my IG is A underscore Rucker, and then therapart underscore. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love you. I'm so excited. I Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Spiral Deeper and for your presence. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review, share with a friend who you think would like it, and let me know by sending me a DM at spiral.deeper on Instagram. To celebrate the launch of the podcast, I am hosting an incredible giveaway. The winner will receive one jar of honey from activist manuka which i consume constantly i'll have a spoonful in the morning and in the evening and oftentimes i like to give a tiny spoonful after reiki sessions to whoever's on the table to feel a little bit more sweetness three of my favorite products from moon juice you know If you know me, you know that I love moon juice. I go to the cafes in Los Angeles almost every day and I use their skincare and pantry goods and herbs very often as well. You'll also receive a sacred web tarot deck. This deck is so profound. It is one of my favorite guidebooks I've ever read. I feel like it's a privilege to work with this deck, honestly. It is just such a beautifully, divinely channeled piece of art that really holds you and meets you wherever you are. It's beautiful for all levels, and it's also the only gender-neutral tarot deck that exists. My friends at the Sacred Web Tarot are also including an altar scarf that they designed and their 2024 Sacred Web Moon Phase Calendar, which has beautiful artwork and a channeled tarot card and mantra for each new moon and full moon. And lastly, the winner will also receive a complimentary distance Reiki session with myself. Really a lot of beautiful, nourishing things to be had here. 
to enter, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and share on Instagram by tagging me, Gabby.Azorski, and Spiral Deeper, which is at spiral.deeper. The giveaway will be running through the end of February for the first month of the podcast. I'm so grateful to share this with you. Have a beautiful day.